0: Attention fans, this is the the Devil's State State of Mind Mind Podcast. Podcast. Brought to you by the Hockey hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's here's your host, 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 Neil Neil Villapiano. Shout out to Seeky for sponsoring the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. I recently became a brand ambassador. For them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They out a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you're getting a good or bad deal. Green means good and red means bad. Plus, my listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase with my promo code State OF MIND. Again, my promo code is State OF MIND. Click the link in our social medias on our link tree to download the app. And remember to use our promo code Devil State of Mind. Click the link in my profile slash description of anything that I have. I'll have it on all of my links. And once again, shout out to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing app of the Devil State of Mind podcast. A big shout out to our sponsors at Horns and Tail Napa Valley. Horns and Tail Napa Valley is the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils and a proud sponsor of the Devils State of Mind podcast, allowing them to bring together two passions, hockey and wine, in an exciting and memorable way. They offer premium, limited-production Napa Valley wines. They also have gift options for Devils fans. Their wine club offers a wide range of gift options, including individual bottles curated gift sets and exclusive merchandise providing the perfect present for any occasion. Every bottle was created by the team with their winery to honor the history and celebrate the success of the team. Their winery has worked closely with the team to create wines that embody the spirit and achievements of the New Jersey devils, allowing fans to savor the memories and celebrate their team. Plus Every purchase helps support the Devils Youth Foundation. And if you want to get yourself a bottle of this delicious Devils wine, you go to to Horns and Tail Napa Valley. Use my promo code at checkout, Devil State, and you can get 10% off your purchases. So once again, shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley for being the official wine sponsor of the New Jersey Devils. And... The Devil's State of Mind podcast. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villa Piano. And welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check this episode out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Big shout out to Tyler uh, Blazinski, who I had on our previous episode. It was an absolutely tremendous pleasure to speak to him, and it actually has been a really popular episode, uh, season four, episode 78, so I hope. You guys go check that out. Um, but again, big shout out to uh, Tyler. It was a pleasure to have him on. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored, as always, by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook and sports fans with the Major League Baseball deadline less than two weeks away from NFL training camp slowly but surely getting ready to begin, we just had Wimbledon, but we're gonna have the US Open coming along very, very soon. And with all of that going on and so much more, you already know that DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one destination to get in on all of the huge, huge cash prizes. So if you wanna get a little extra cash for yourself, go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, sign up, use our promo code THPN, and don't forget to tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And as always, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook for being the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And as always, Devil's fans, make sure to bet responsibly. Also, a big shout out and thank you to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing partner of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And if you want to get the best bang for your buck for any concert or sporting event out there, you go to SeatGeek right now and use my promo code Devil's State OF MIND to get $20 off your first purchase. Again, that is promo code Devil's State of Mind. So a big thank you and shout out to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And last but certainly not least, another big shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley Wine Club, the official wine club of your New Jersey Devils, and also the official wine partner of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And Devils fans, if you want the best tasting wine other then obviously uh, the Villa Piano homemade wine, but if you want really good tasting wine, really great, honestly tasting wine, and also Devils themed bottles as well, the perfect gift for any Devils fan of that you know. Make sure when you check out to use my promo code Devil State to get ten percent off your orders. Again, promo code Devil State. So big thank you and shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley for being the official wine partner of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And also, Devil's fans, make sure you drink responsibly. Devil's fans, we do have a little bit of news to share with you on this episode. The Devil's actually made a couple of free agent signings last week and also into early this week, really revolving around the bottom six, creating more experience and honestly more depth. Overall, when it comes to this team, we're also going to be discussing the Devils uh, prospect challenge that they're going to be involved in. And we also have a new food vendor, an official food vendor for the Prudential Center in the New Jersey Devils. And we're going to give you a little bit of history of these guys and tell you what you can expect from them. And also, we are going to talk about the rumors that will not die. And that is any rumor involving the Devils goaltending. And uh, not a whole lot has changed, but we'll still let you know anyway. So, as always, Devils fans, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devils State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So let's get things rolling and drop the puck with... Talking about the Devils' first signing, um not the most recent one but the one that they did the last uh last week last Friday to be exact, last Friday the Devils announced they had signed free agent forward Chris Tierney to a one-year two-way contract. Tierney's contract will hold a value of $775,000 at the NHL level and $400,000 at the American Hockey League Level so the devil's continuing to try to add some veteran experience, and again, like I said before, adding depth to the bottom six, also adding another former San Jose Shark. So the devils and sharks. Seem to be uh, very fond of having players from both of their teams on their squads. Uh, drafted in the second round, 55th overall way back in the 2012 NHL entry draft by the San Jose Sharks. He has played in 597 NHL games. He is 29 years of age right now, and he has scored a career 76 goals, 160 assists for 236 career points. So Chris Tierney is only three games away from reaching 600, and uh, obviously there's a good chance and most likely that he will reach 600 as a member of the Devils, so that'll be a milestone that we will certainly bring up as the season gets underway. Uh, Tierney also has 40 games of playoff experience, all with San Jose, and uh, obviously when you look at the San Jose Sharks of the last handful of years. I mean, you go back five, ten years ago, they were constantly making the playoffs and making deep runs. And Chris Tierney was a part of several of those. Between 2016 and the 2018 playoffs, Tierney scored five goals and added seven assists for 12 points in those playoff games. He was also a member of the San Jose Sharks team that made their first and currently only trip to the Stanley Cup final all the way back in 2016 when they lost in six games to Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was also a teammate of now current New Jersey Devil Timo Meyer during his last two seasons with the San Jose Sharks. So he does have some experience playing with at least one guy on our roster. This past season in 2022-2023, Tierney played in just 36 games in the NHL between the Florida Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens. On February 22nd, the Panthers placed Tierney on waivers, and then the Canadians claimed him the following day. He scored three goals and seven assists for 10 points between Florida and Montreal. So, overall, when you look at Chris Tierney, he is not a big scorer. He's more of a grinded-out, physical-type player. He's going to play on our third or fourth line and really kind of, you know, create competition, like I said before. I sound like a broken record right now, but create depth and uh you know, I think it's something that is definitely needed considering the amount of games that we did lose with some other guys uh, leaving the roster. Uh, between stints with the Panthers-Canadians, Tierney also played 20 games with the Panthers-AHL affiliate, the Charlotte Checkers. And in those 20 AHL games, Tierney p- scored three goals and 13 assists for 16 points. So Tierney comes in as a guy that basically is can either play in the NHL or could just create some, you know, a veteran piece, um, to a still very young Utica Comets team because Dan McKinnon, the assistant GM of the Devils and GM of the Utica Commons, you know, he's talked about several times throughout this offseason that he obviously wants to not only have a good nucleus of those young prospects that we just saw this past week in uh, development camp, but also have some veteran guys who have been there before that can kind of help this team continue to grow and continue these players to grow. That's why you have the likes of, you know, Shane Bowers and also now Chris Tierney coming into the fold. I think there's a good chance that Tierney's probably going to start the season down in Utica unless things change. Um but he does serve as insurance up the middle as a center for the Devils and also for the Utica Comets. Um they only have four centers under contract at the moment according to cap friendly. So this is a guy that can definitely come in has has experience in the NHL and also AHL and can play you know in either situation. So it's a very very, you know, solid pickup that could very well be beneficial on the bottom six. So again, the Devils signing forward Chris Tierney to a one-year two-way contract against $775,000 at the NHL level and $400,000 at the AHL level. So welcome to the New Jersey Devils, Chris Tierney. Now the Devils were not done as they added another guy to their roster who again is going to be a bottom six guy, but there's uh, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty much guarantee that he's going to be on the NHL roster. On Wednesday afternoon, so if you guys are listening to this, this was two days ago, the Devils signed Tomasz Nosik to a one-way, a one-way one-year contract worth exactly $1 million. Nosik, who is currently 30 years of age, is an eight-year veteran in the National Hockey League and has played for the Detroit Red Wings, the Vegas Golden Knights, and most recently, the Boston Bruins. In 398 NHL games, Nosik scored 42 goals, 59 assists for 101 points. So, again, another guy just like Tierney has a good chance of reaching a milestone in games. As a member of the Devils, he is only two away from 400 career games in the National Hockey League. Most recently, Nosik played for the Bruins in 2022 23, the historic Boston Bruins. He was a part of that. Tremendous team that the Bruids had in the regular season, dot, dot, dot. Um, in 66 games, he scored seven goals and had 18 points, a career high uh, that he matched from his 2020-2021 season when he was still a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. Nosik also, interesting fact, has made the playoffs every single year of his career. He has not once uh, played... Um, you know, has played beyond, he's played well beyond April every single year of his career. It's pretty remarkable. He has 52 playoff games in his career. He has six goals and eight assists for 15 points. He was drafted in the 2017 NHL expansion draft from the Detroit Red Wings to the Golden Knights. He also is a teammate of now current New Jersey Devil Eric Holla, who also ironically played for the Bruins, but they both played together for the expansion Golden Knights. Um, he helped Vegas win the Western Conference finals that season as they went on that miracle run to the Stanley Cup final before being eliminated and ultimately lost the final to the Washington Capitals. And now with the signing of Tierney and Nosek, the Devils now currently have just over $3 million in cap space, $3,075,000 uh, overall. So they still have a little bit of leeway to do other things if they so choose to. Um, this is kind of, when you look at both moves, you, you look at it and you say to yourself, it's a combination of adding more competition and really pushing other young players to try to, you know, create spots because now we're starting to have less and less spots for young guys. I think it goes around Tom Fitzgerald, maybe not feeling fully comfortable with playing so many young guys you know, in in a season where they have no experience and a team that's trying to make a, you know, its first real legitimate run of the Stanley Cup. And I think also he just wants to add more experience. This has kind of been the overall theme for Tommy Fitz over the last couple of years. When you look at them, you know, the, the, the moves that don't get talked about a lot are the moves about creating guys that have experience and veteran leadership and, you know, kind of guys that have been there before. You know, Nosek has been... You know, to the Stanley Cup final. He's made the playoffs every year. He was part of a historic Bruins team. He's been through a lot of what the Devils um, have not yet gone through, but also some of the things they have gone through, like getting eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and what it takes to get over those humps. Same thing with Chris Tierney. He had a lot of success in, you know, with those San Jose Sharks teams. So these are really solid veteran um, pieces. Also, Tomas Nosek is a tremendous face-off guy. For a team that won just over 60% of its face-offs overall, um, this is going to make them an even better face-off team overall. So I like both signings, and they're both very cost-effective, one being less than a million dollars and one being a million. So you're adding two guys to your roster who are veterans, who have been there before and can help this young team continue to take those next steps, and you're not really paying them very much. I think it's very surprising that Tomas Nosek, uh didn't get a contract right away um I think the expectation was that the Bruins were probably not going to bring him back but a lot of people looked at that no sick with the success he did have this past year that he was going to get a similar contract that he got from Boston which was like a two-year deal and now you look at it 18 you know, nearly three weeks later still wasn't signed until uh Until Wednesday. So, and it's going to be a one year deal that hopefully he can have a good year and then it can turn into a a multi-year deal with the Devils or somebody else. So we shall see. So Devils continuing to add to their bottom six as they now have signed Tomasz Nosik to a one-way, one-year contract again for exactly $1 million. So welcome to the New Jersey Devils, Tomasz Nosik. So now let's talk about something that's kind of interesting. Um. You know, if you guys have listened to the podcast long enough, you know that I do like to talk about the things that don't always have to do with the on-ice performance. I've talked about, you know, executives leaving the team and other crazy stuff like that. This one I think will be very interesting, and it's specifically for the fans. The Devils are indeed getting a new food vendor. And a lot of the information that I got is from Ryan Novosinski of NJ.com's article talking about this new food vendor. So I just wanted to give credit where credit is due. And thanks to Ryan Novosinski for uh, giving us this information. Um, It's very important. Uh, So on Monday, Levy Restaurants or Levi Restaurants, I hope I'm saying either one of them correct, uh, which serves over 200 arenas and stadiums across the United States and Canada, announced earlier this week that they will become the official hospitality provider of Prudential Center in Newark starting next season, this upcoming season, 2023-24. Based on Levi Restaurants, other ventures, fans can expect highly rated food and drink offerings with local twists one thing that i've seen from doing my own research is that they really do a good they do ten, they do a really good job just in general you know with the food quality and everything like that but the thing that makes them great is that they do try to like it's like the article says they do try to make everything personal they try to make everything you know unique to whatever team and whatever venue that they're at which is great According to its website, Levi Restaurants operates at over 200 arenas and stadiums across the United States and Canada, and it has served famous events like the Super Bowl, Kentucky Derby, the Grammys, Coachella, and a lot more. It currently serves food at eight NHL arenas American Airlines Center, Central Bell, Crypto.com, although it's not called that anymore, Crypto.com Arena, Bridgestone Arena, Enterprise Center, Team Arena, United Center, and the XL Energy Center, and has highly rated food and beverage options at each venue. When T-Mobile Arena, home of the Vegas Golden Knights, opened back in 2016, Levi restaurants reper- reportedly served 948,000 fluid ounces of draft beer. That is a ton. That is impressive. Here are some unique food offerings at each Levi restaurants, operated stadium across NHL, according to, to bleach report. So these are the team, these are the uh, eight teams that the that Levi currently uh, works with uh, in the NHL. Dallas Stars at the American Airlines Center has the Mexican street corn from El Taco Tex, Montreal Canadiens at the Bell Center poutine and I mean who doesn't love poutine? Los Angeles Kings crypto.com arena chicken from Ludo Bird with both light and dark meat options available. Features their signature spicy bird sauce. Sounds very interesting. Nashville Predators Bridgestone Arena. Western Conference Champ Hot Dog. Hot dog topped with brisket, grilled onions, and white barbecue sauce. That actually sounds really good. I I think if I ever get a chance to go out to Bridgestone Arena, I got to try that. St. Louis Blues Enterprise Center. BLT Taco from Mission Taco. BLT Taco. Fascinating. Vegas Golden Knights, T-Mobile Arena, over-the-top cakes from Freed's Bakery. Interesting. Minnesota Wild at the Xcel Energy Center, Wally Dip, which is cream cheese, Parmesan, scallions, and a dash of Tabasco, served with house-made goldfish crackers. That is creative, very creative. And then Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center, Walking taco with pimento cheese chips from Lily's Q's features six hours smoked pulled pork. So as you can see, very, very creative, very, very unique things based on where they are located. And obviously there are a ton more out there. Not in the, these were just from the NHL. So the biggest thing that you can take away from this is that Levi is going to overall make the quality and quantity of the food a lot better. And I know that a lot of Devils fans have t- spoken out loud very publicly about how things have just not been that great in terms of food and just options in general. I could even go back to a couple of years ago. It was a lot better. And there's just a lot of there's a lot of sections at the when We go to Devils games that are just like not even open. And you wonder to yourself, you know, why is the quality so low? And it's great to hear that the Devils are taking steps to not only please the team with the on-ice performance, but also with, you know, the likes of having really good food and good quality overall. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what um, Levi's brings to the table. And I'm curious to know what's going to be their signature item. Because like I said, all of those items I just mentioned are the signature items of that arena for that team. So I'm very curious to see what type of New Jersey spin or you know that uh, Levi's has in store for us once the season begins. So again, the Devils will now have a new food vendor for the 2023-24 season and beyond. It is going to be Levi Restaurants. So let's see what type of uh, what type of impact and hopefully very positive Levi Restaurants has for the Garden State. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling helpline org. In New York, call 877 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y to 467 369. In Kansas, call 81800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21-plus or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issu- issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10-plus like required for $1. boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.com draftkings.com slash baseball terms. So now we'll shift back to talking about the team themselves and let's talk about the rumor that does not die. And that is talking about the devils and goaltending and it's going to keep coming up. Even if you're tired of hearing it, it's going to keep coming up because Say what you want about Hellebuck—I mean, sorry, not Hellebuck, about Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt. A lot of people outside the Devils organization are not fans, are not big-time fans of either one of those, and are very hesitant to make the Devils one of the top two, um, you know, most likely teams to win the Cup because of the goaltending being a major question mark. Now, as I've said before, I've said this numerous times. I don't have an issue personally with going into the season with vtech and Akira Schmidt. However, if we're to believe the daily faceoff report from Frank Saravalli that the Devils would, would prefer Schmidt to go down to Utica to play most of the season down there, then the question obviously is, what do the Devils do in terms of the 1B or whatever situation you want to call it uh, with VTech Vanacek in net? And it's also the possibility that the Devils could just overall upgrade the position with one of the two guys that we're about to talk about that we've talked about many times before, but this was mentioned uh, very recently. According to Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, our guy Elliott Friedman, New Jersey continues keeping tabs on Connor Hellebuck and John Gibson, although the former might remain in Winnipeg. So just keeping that in mind. So this is the quote or these are the quotes that I got from listening to um listening to uh Elliot Freeman on his 32 Thoughts podcast his most recent one. He said, "Quote, I had some people tell me that they wouldn't be surprised if the Hellbucks starts the year in Winnipeg. The Jets don't want to do a rebuild. Considering that Pierre-Luc Dubois had all of the leverage, they know they made a pretty good trade for him. I don't think they want to go backward." I think they want to try to make the playoffs next year. It's not only about trading Hellebuck, it's about do they have an adequate replacement for him, um, end quote. So, again, we are in the situation of this. It is very obvious that the Devils are constantly looking uh, to make this team better, whether it's just adding bottom six guys like we talked about earlier in the episode, or obviously taking a big swing at one of these um, well well known goaltenders, and Connor Hellbuck continues to be the name that has surfaced, um, you know, around the Devils. And I think when you really look at the you know Connor Hellbuck and you look at a lot of the rumors, a lot of them do continue to go back to New Jersey. It just a lot of people seem seem to think that it's only a matter of time before a deal between the two happens. And I've said this before about Tom Fitzgerald. He doesn't make moves just to make the move. He does it with the intention that it's going to better the Devils overall and it's not going to hurt them in the long run. And you look at all the moves that he's made, a lot of the moves he's made, and you can't really argue with that. You can't really say that that's not not what he's been doing. So I think in the Connor Hellbuck situation, I really think that the Devils – if they still want to try to make a move for him, are going to wait it out. They may wait in very much until the trade deadline. It all depends on where Winnipeg is and where the devils are. Because, again, Conor Buck doesn't really have a whole lot of leverage. It's not like he has an, uh, a no trade clause or you know he anything like that. It is a tough situation for Winnipeg because if they – are not going to make the playoffs this year. And let's say they're having a rough year, you know, whatever the situation may be, it's just going to make it easier for Connor Hellbuck to just want to not play. Now, we haven't really heard from Connor Hellbuck personally talk about any of this. It'll be curious to see as we get closer to training camp if he does talk. And if he does talk at training camp, what does he have to say? Um, But again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, if Connor Hellebuck's a good fit in New Jersey or not, because we've talked about it numerous times, haven't we? I mean, we know what the deal is. So it's important to keep in mind that. Uh, Elliot Freeman continued uh, in the conversation saying, quote, John Gibson is still in Anaheim. I think New Jersey has looked at both of these goaltenders, Hellebuck and Gibson, among others. And among others, I think maybe it's got to be potentially if one of the two Boston goalies, Olmark or Swayman, uh, are made available. And I don't know any others at the, at this moment. Uh, I just think that there's, again, a lot of teams here playing kind of a poker game, a waiting game. And I don't think it would be a huge shock if Hellebuck started the year in Winnipeg. So, again, again, with John Gibson, it's the same thing. With John Gibson, though, it seems like that he has played his last game in Anaheim. But his contract has such a high AAV, just over $6 million. um, I just just don't think that there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to sit there and say, yeah, we're definitely going to make this move. I think for anybody, and we talked to Tyler Blazinski about this in our last episode, that if the Devils do make a move for John Gibson, they're going to get him with salary retention. I just can't see the Devils being, they can't, they can't do it anyway. They couldn't take on his full contract this year. They have just over three hundred million, three million dollars, in uh, in cap space. So it's they they'd have to maybe move a contract or get salary retention to make it work. Um, but I also just don't see the Devils. I, I feel like they really like Hellebuck more than they like Gibson, although. We have seen Fitzgerald in the past be in, more interested in guys that have term and have control, and Gibson is a guy that would have control for several years, but it is still a relatively high AAV when you're talking about a guy making over $6 million a year. Um, earlier in the summer, the holdup on a um, Hellebuck trade was due to the uncertainty in the Winnipeg goaltender's next contract, and again, we talked about before, he's looking for nine point five. He's looking for Vasilevsky money. We know that I don't think the Devils would be comfortable paying that. Um, we've talked about the possibility, maybe the Devils, you know, acquiring him as a rental and then seeing where things go. According to Friedman, a buying team could get Hellebuck for just one season, which would significantly lower the cost of the acquisition. Yet the 30 year old goaltender still desires to land somewhere he could both win and extend. So that's the big thing. I think. That Hella Buck would like to be traded to a team that he could immediately discuss a long-term deal and sign it. Now, the Devils could very well play it in a situation of acquiring him and then doing what they did with like Timo Meyer and say, let's just see where things go. I want the, you know, let, let's get you acclimated. Let's give you an opportunity to see how we do things, how you fit with the rest of the team um, and in the area, and then just kind of go from there. And then we'll go into the offseason and and figure it out from there. I think that could be the way I could see that being the way unless the devils feel comfortable uh acquiring him knowing that they could get him on a contract that is fairly that that is fair for both sides but you know we'll see um Friedman says quote unless you're trading for Hellebuck and you know it's only a one year thing you're not going to trade for him unless you have an idea of what his next contract is going to be Connor Hellbuck is going to get paid I don't think anybody is going to be surprised by that or anybody is not expecting that the biggest thing is he's made it very clear he wants to be in a situation where he can win. He also says, I think if goes any goes somewhere he wants to go, then I think he will be in a situation where he'll be able to make a deal. So that's kind of the thing. You know, we look at the Devils and from our perspective, we say, well, we're a team that wants to win. We are just opening our window. Our window has just opened. Is our team attractive enough to a guy like Connor Hallebach? People have spe- I think even Friedman said that the Devils would be a place that Connor Hallebach would be happy to be traded to and then sign a long term deal. Now, again, you know it's uh, it's going to be about what are you what is what are you worth uh, willing to give up? Number one, without mortgaging too much of your future. And number two, are you going to be able to make a contract work with knowing that you eventually have to sign guys like Dawson Mercer, Luke Hughes, Simone Nemetz, guys like that? Um, it's very tough. And then you have Akira Schmidt and you, and you wonder to yourself, is he ready to be a full-time NHL uh, starting goaltender in this league after a pretty impressive, uh, at least first round in the playoffs? You don't know. It doesn't sound like the Devils are fully confident in that. But again, we also really haven't heard a lot from Fitzgerald over the last couple of weeks. So we'll see um, how things progress from there. Now, as for John Gibson, there's a debate as to whether or not he said he would not play a game. He would not play another game for the Ducks ever again. So, I mean, that was that back and forth where it came out that he said he, he would never play for the Ducks again per Frank Valley, and then John Gibson told Frank Valley, and I quote, to shove it, basically, and that wasn't true. And so it's a lot of he said, she said type of situation right now. So we really don't know. However, the sense is that he would like to start somewhere new for a chance to win a championship. And again, the Devils come up as a place that makes sense. Um, again, it is going to be tough with um, his contract, he's making $6.4 million per year for the next couple of years. And again, I think if the Devils were to make a move for him, they would want salary retention. And I don't know if Anaheim would be okay with that. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. Um, so we'll see after signing Tomas Nosek to one year deal, the devils have, like I said before, just over $3 million remaining in cap space. And that does not include restricted free agent defenseman, Kevin ball, who accepted his qualifying, who was given his qualifying offer. And again, the devils are still looking to try to figure out a new deal for Kevin ball. So we got to figure that out as well. Hellbuck's cap hit is currently at $6.16 million. So again, either with or or John Gibson, unless you're moving salary, unless you're moving somebody else who's going to clear some of that cap space, you're going to probably ask for salary retention. That just based on if we're going to go off of that, that's what we're going for. Um, So we really don't know. I really don't know what to make of any of this because nothing's happening. There's no inkling, you know, again, Elliot Freeman just kind of mentioning it. But that's about it. Um, I look at it this way. I think the Devils are going to continuously be talked about and rumored about in terms of acquiring goaltending. I wouldn't be surprised if they're continuing to look at it. I'm pretty sure that Tom Fitzgerald is thinking about it every single day. Because I think at the end of the day, he really wants to figure out what makes the most amount of sense. But if the Devils do go into next season with Vitek Vandacek and Akira Schmidt, I would say to you guys, it's not time to panic either. We have to still play the season and see how it goes. Right? And we're in the middle of July, and the first game is not until, you know, 86, 85 days away from now. So we have a lot of time between then and now. And who knows? We might have to be having a completely different discussion by next week or next month or two months from now. Who knows? So just more things to keep in mind. But again, it is the rumor that does not die. And, uh, you know, we'll see how, how much longer that we have to uh, kind of hear about these things. And lastly, here to wrap up this episode, we are going to quickly talk about the Devils dates for their upcoming prospect challenge coming up in September. So on Tuesday of this past week, the Devils announced they will be participating once again in this year's prospect challenge hosted by the Buffalo Sabres. It'll be from September 15th through September 18th. The annual event will see teams from the Devils, Boston Bruins, Montreal Canadiens, Ottawa Senators, Pittsburgh Penguins, and host Buffalo Sabres compete at the Lee Con or LECOM Harbor Center in Buffalo. The Devils will kick off the event on September 15th with a noon Eastern game against the Ottawa Senators. Then they will next face the host team Buffalo Sabres at 7 p.m. on Saturday, uh, September 16th. And then their final game will be a 10 a.m. matchup on Monday, September 18th against the Boston Bruins. And for all of you information out there, if you want to know, all of the Devils games will be streamed on NewJerseyDevils.com as well as their Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok channels. And full coverage of the event will also, and training camp will also be on NewJerseyDevils.com. Now, this is the eighth time the Sabres are hosting the event, which started back in 2015 between the Sabres, Bruins, and Devils. So the Devils have been a part of it uh, for as long as it's existed. And last year, the Devils finished the uh, challenge with a 1-1-1 and record. And last year, the Devils unveiled their roster for this challenge on September 14th, which was two days before the start of the challenge. So I would expect, and I'm sure a lot of you should expect, that um, we'll probably know a day or two ahead of time who will be on the roster. And again, because it's a prospects challenge, you're going to see a lot of the young guys. So, You look at a lot of the guys that were involved in the development camp last week, there's a good chance we're going to see a lot of those guys here. I think, though, you're going to see a lot more of the guys you're going to see in Utica and even guys that are going to be competing for roster spots. So I think you will see Simone Nemetz. Is there a chance you might see Luke Hughes? I think it's a good idea for him to be a part of it. Alexander Holtz as well, Nolan Foote, Graham Clark, guys like that. I think that would be a very good idea. Do I think Akira Schmidt should be involved? Maybe. Maybe they won't necessarily go with that. But uh, I think you're going to see some of those guys that I just mentioned. And it'll be a good opportunity to see some other guys. I'll tell you really quickly a fun story. I first learned about Fabian Zetterlin, and I became a fan of his through the Prospects Challenge Back in 20, I believe it was 2018 or 2019, he was a part of it. And he was one of the better players for the Devils. And uh, he was a guy that just, you know, really caught my eye. And then overall, you know, he got better and better. And obviously we saw what he became and now what he's doing in uh, San Jose. But I think it's going to be just another good opportunity for us to A, watch some Devils hockey as we get closer to, you know, it'll be just days before training camp. Um, that'll be also around the time that I'm going to start Season 5 of the Devil State of Mind podcast, so keep an eye on that as well. Um, but it's a really good opportunity, again, to see some of the young guys that you're going to see a lot in Utica and some guys, like I said, that are going to be competing for roster spots on the NHL roster when training camp gets underway. So, that'll be kind of the first... Um, You know, sign that Devils Hockey is just around the corner with that Prospects Challenge. Again, all games will be played at the Harbor Center in Buffalo, New York from September 15th to September 18th. So, just 85, 84 days away from New Jersey Devils Hockey, guys. We're getting closer every day and we're getting more and more excited each day.